0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is the rivalry called, Jim? Red, the, the cities, get the top Ohio, the Battle of Ohio. There you, there you go. go. There it is, yeah. Welcome to the Battle
1: of Ohio podcast. Two Ohio football fans bringing you the latest on the Cincinnati Bengals and Cleveland Browns. Uncut real opinions from real dudes in the heart of the battle for NFL bragging rights in Ohio. Here are your hosts, Drew Garrison and Chad Penrod.
0: And there we are. What's up? Been
1: a little bit, we got a new name, new little setup going on, new, all kinds of shit. New platform. New, new platform, everybody. it's our first episode on Belief. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. It's cool to have a a network kind of having our back. I'm gonna get this rolling for our uh, social media followers. So how, how are you feeling, man? Football is fucking over. So I figured Sunday afternoon might be a good good day to maybe give people a football fix.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, it sucks. It's tough I, I don't know what to do about football. <laughs> it's awful. I hate it. We're going to get into your filming, though. You're probably first, dude. Fucking I haven't been back it, on camera since. Made it all the way to the biggest game ever. Jesus.
1: I know. Is
0: that a crazy morning?
1: That whole day was a blur, man. It was wild. Um, I just, you know, we did the pregame show and, and, and you know, things like that. Um, and it was kind of like I would keep myself busy, and you know, I had the big Super Bowl party. I had everybody kind of come over right. to to the Barrel, which was an awesome place, by the way. If you're looking for somewhere, uh, maybe check that out. Um, but yeah, so it was wild, man. And then obviously, you know, played a good game, picked Stafford off twice, um, and then I think the refs walked the Rams into the fucking end zone.
0: Yeah. So let's let's, let's jump right into that, man. So like. Uh... I mean, how do you feel? Like, do you feel robbed? Do you feel like the Bengals should have done more? Are there more they could have done? Like, where, where are you at, a, you know, a few weeks after now? So that night, I was pretty
1: convinced that the NFL was rigged. I was talking a lot of shit on the internet. Um, and then I re the game the next day. Um, that was probably, it was hard. But when I look at it, I'm like, all right, the Bengals could have done a lot to not be in that position. Now I have that called matter. Yeah. But the call was still fucked up. That's why I'm representing Logan Wilson today, because he didn't do a goddamn thing. He didn't have shit. Um, so I think, you know, we're looking at 4.6 yards per carry for Joe Mixon during that game against that Rams defense, no less. And we gave the ball to AJP Piran on third and one, twice, yeah. fourth and one, one time. Um, that's, just, that's coaching to me. That's Zach Taylor. I think he fucked up. Um, I don't think that... You know yeah. I think that he was trying to get too cute and, like
0: trying to trick him or something the real Zach Taylor stood up
1: <laughs> okay. kind I mean, of I've yeah. never
0: been I've never been a big fan of his I do like that that uh the players do play for him I mean that's the biggest thing they really but, do um you, you know you can tell you know he, he's got the team together it's just it's, there's always times Zach Taylor's gonna put him in a, a losing spot in my opinion like he could be better at better on that end, and that's yeah. that's him.
1: Yeah, yeah, he definitely could. And I think that that was a big part of you know why that they're they're trying to keep him out of the end zone with a minute and forty left or something like that. I um, mean, you know, and the, shit, they still got the ball back and had a chance to to get down there, but the offensive line reared its ugly head. They won games all year in spite of having a shitty offensive line. They got to the Super Bowl in spite of having a sh- uh, shitty offensive line. And then on, you know, the fourth and one play where Burroughs, you know, just chucking the ball out, hoping to God somebody can come down with it's because, you know, the guard got blown up and the guard's been an issue all year. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, that it it just reared its ugly head at at the worst possible time.
0: You you had to think that going into that game, though, Aaron Donald was going to, you know, with the guards that the Bengals had this year, you know, he was going to cause some havoc. Yes. You know, I mean, he's Aaron Donald. He's going to do it against the great. Uh, offensive lineman in the NFL. You know, yeah, he's really gonna against bad, You know, he's definitely gonna eat.
1: So it was just, I don't know, man. I, I still feel like it's fucking bullshit that that holding call on Logan Wilson. Yeah, was, the one Sarah. that they called on Apple. All right, I yeah, get it.
0: Yeah, but the one that they called on on Logan Wilson, I man, you can't you play that guy. Than you they. set a fourth and fourth and goal from the eight yard line. Yeah, that's, that's pretty hard to get in. I mean, that 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 did change the game. I've been saying, I think that. Um. The NFL is in cahoots with you know Vegas when it comes to, like the officiating and stuff. You had been you know, making that drum
1: and I, I, I didn't let myself get there. I'm like, all right, I could see it with the refs. I still can't see it like with players throwing games or a guy fumbling on purpose. I can't see that. But dude, you call it all playoffs. Look at those playoff games. Look at the point spreads and look at how it came down. Even yeah. the, even the game where the Rams were up fucking huge on Tampa.
0: Vegas don't lose. Vegas and Fanduel and all that, are big sponsorships in the NFL. It's all about money. It is uh, weird
1: to see sports betting get legalized pretty much everywhere. Like, yeah. Now the NFL is partnering with them and shit like that, and then all of a sudden, you feel I feel like the product on the field changes.
0: Yeah. And well, I mean, year, how, I mean, how? Here's here's the thing. Did the did the uh, did the referees miss? Of hands to the face on T Higgins, oh, yeah, absolutely. It should have been, it should have been thrown. But that happens to kick off the second half. The timing on that is completely different, massively, different. from when whatever they're saying Logan Williams there. Are They saying he held. I don't, I don't know they call it holding. Yeah, I mean, so you know, either way, automatic first just changes the game. You get half the distance, and now you're inside the five with four shots instead of at the eight with one more shot. Um. It, it just it just doesn't it doesn't add up.
1: But that's my thing too. They let them play for fifty eight minutes and twenty seconds or whatever, and then in the last two minutes they're like, all right, we're gonna call everything. Mm-hmm. And you let them play the whole game. Yeah. You, T Higgins got away with that. Aaron Donald got away with being offsides. the The final play where they called the whole not the final play, but the play where they called the holding on Wilson. Both of the tackles from the Rams jumped offside – or they false started. It was it was right there, yeah. so it's like what the f- something something just seems fishy. Yeah, either you're going you to
0: call it for sixty minutes or don't call it for sixty minutes. Don't change the way you're officiating in the final two minutes of the most important game of the season. That yeah, and that's exactly what that's what I was bitching about for for days after.
1: It's it, it's a game where you call everything, or it's a game where you let them play, mm-hmm. and it should be that from whistle to whistle. So it was, it was very. I'm just now ready to talk about it. I did a lot of talking about it on Twitter, but I haven't faced the music and got back in here since
0: I was drinking a Truly and calling a Bengals win a couple Sundays ago. It was weird because everybody knows I wanted the Rams to win that game. I don't. I don't it's like. It's not games, a secret. Whatever. But at the end of that game, I found myself upset for the Bengals, like mad, like like how are you doing this to them? Yeah, that shouldn't happen to anybody. Yeah, like this just isn't good. Maybe Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. it, it just it just wasn't it wasn't right. It didn't feel right. It felt like that they you know they were getting robbed for sure.
1: And now now it's just now coming out a couple weeks later. Apparently, Darren Simmons, the Bengals special teams coach, was
0: pissed at Evan
1: McPherson for staying out uh, out on the halftime show and watching Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and, and shit. I, he never goes into the locker room at halftime ever.
0: Fucking I'm going to say I the coach. That dude didn't miss one field goal
1: yeah, in yeah. the
0: postseason. He, he got him, let, him there. Let, let him be
1: him. And he, he stays out every other halftime. Unless you have a fake or, or something in the bag that he needs to be aware of. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't need to be in
0: there for game planning. No, just doesn't keep doing his thing. see
1: ball, kick ball, make kick. Yeah, I but mean, that's
0: I, it. I mean what, what do you change at halftime as a kicker? Unless you're setting up an onside kick a fake, you know, right. something like that. If you're if you're planning on playing straight up, why do you need to be in there?
1: So I said on Twitter, I said, I don't care if you smoke two dogs blunt before. Yeah. Back, uh, I don't yeah. care. So it, I don't know. Like that that whole thing, it's weird how that resurfaced a couple weeks later, but I guess it, it, it was a real thing. I saw it from Florio, and Florio's a fucking hater, and mm-hmm. like a grumpy old man, so I didn't believe it, but then I saw like Darren Simmons actually said it out loud, so I was like, oh, shit, like, get the fuck over it.
0: So take away... All the Vegas shit. Take away the officiating. Take away everything else. Who could have been better? What could have been better? How could the Bengals have won that game?
1: Well, Zach Taylor could have been better, as we've already said, and a lot of people not might not like the this. Joe Burrow could have been better. There's a couple throws when you watch that game back. He had Chris Evans with just green grass oh. all in front of him on a screen overthrew it. There was, I, I graded him at like a C in that like, yeah. I, I, you know, and it, it, he, that was that was his postseason. I'm not. I love Joe Burrow. People think that I want to hate on Joe Burrow, and that's not the case. But in the playoffs, he didn't really blow me away. And you know, the defense won him the games. The defense got him there. But he could have been better. And I think the the thing that hurts I me the offensive
0: line could have been a lot better.
1: Yeah, but that's from week one. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. everybody knows that. The problem that I have with that 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 third and one run with P Piran, where Aaron Donald just pulled him directly back. First off, I think there should have been a spot. Mm-hmm. I think that they, I think that he had forward progress to make it much closer to where Burrow could have snuck it. Yeah. But I also saw that play. I watched that play. I broke that play, play down. I paused it as it went. And I saw a cutback lane that I've seen Jim Mixon hit a hundred times since he's been in the league. That I think he could have got five, six, seven yards out of that yeah. play, too. And why the fuck is he not in the game? I know yeah. that they're running tempo, they're all that. You fuck all game. of that. They for one, I think, and I asked this question: Zach Taylor calls the plays. I have said a few times, is that maybe too much for him? Managing the game, calling the plays. And I, I see you see coaches all the time in games, right, where they're screaming at the ref, I should get a measurement. I should get a measurement. Yeah. And sometimes it works. But was Zach Taylor too busy looking at his scores in one play?
0: Right, thinking about to like go
1: that. do that. Yeah. Because I, I would have called a timeout. They had two timeouts. Yeah. I call a timeout. I get Jim Mason back on the field. Fuck, ten. All timeout. you gotta remember, all you need at that point is a
0: field goal. Yeah, field a tie. goal. Would have tied the game, and McPherson yeah, was McPherson, damn near yeah, the range. I, absolutely. So that that's it's, so, it still leads at me. So I'm going to agree with you. I think uh, uh, Zach Taylor could have been a lot better. I feel like he uh, definitely had some, some you know some some missed calls there uh, towards the end of the game. And I agree with the Joe Burrow. I, I think uh, BFF came out and that was his second worst game of the of the season. And it was the Super yep. Bowl. his second worst graded game of the season. I think the other one was a Cleveland game. Uh, But, um, yeah, (laughs) but I, I just, it's going to be interesting to see how this happens this coming year, because you're going to, you're, they have to fix the line. It's literally the only hole right now on the team, obviously, and re-signing Bates and all that, and we'll get back in, we'll get into that, but he just, he, Joe Burrow wasn't that good. I mean, if you take away the, the long ball to Higgins, which should have been called back if we're officiating the game correctly. I mean, he has not even 200 yards passing. Yeah. But, and, and this is where it's so hard, blaming Burrow for anything. Because he's constantly getting hit. The pressure's constantly in his face. Running for his fucking life. Yeah, so you just don't know how to how to really grade him. Because he's not getting the time most quarterbacks are getting. And he got him all the way to the Super Bowl. But with that being said, just looking at the game, Joe Burrow could have played a lot better.
1: Yeah, and looking at you know him... All season, I think that I'm willing to bring to the throw. He's good as fuck. Right? Joe Burrow's good as fuck. He's a top 10 quarterback, mm-hmm. at the very least. And he did all of that running for his life, getting hit. So it's like you have to get him the line because, yeah. oh, my God, what could he do with it? Right. So, yeah, everybody knows that you, you have to address the line. I've been very vocal when I'm firing off my tweet storms about, fuck drafting guys. It hasn't worked. Name one. Jonah Williams is the best lineman that they drafted since Whitworth left, and he's solid at best. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying get rid of Jonah, but I'm not saying Jonah's the cornerstone left tackle. Right. So if that's the case, you have cap space. You have everything that you need to do. You don't have to fix your defensive line. You don't have to fix your linebackers. Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt had phenomenal years. That's a your linebackers are set. You need some corner depth. Apple's probably going to be gone. You know He's got his issues. He's not that great all the time. He's really good sometimes. He talks a lot of shit. I think he paints too big of a target on his back. I think he moves on. So in that situation, okay, I need to get corner depth. Get that in the draft. Let's go sign offensive linemen. Pac-Man Jones, friend of the show, says that the Bengals have like numbers in place with Ryan Jensen. Now, I don't, I'm not sure if he should have said that out loud because that's fucking tampering. Mm-hmm. But he is, like, convinced that Ryan Jensen is signing in Cincinnati. He even put out contract figures. I don't remember exactly what they were. But uh, he does. He actually hosts a show on Believe um, with Solomon Wilcox called Believe in Bengals. Uh, and that's where he said it. So he seems pretty confident that they're going there. So that means the end for Trey Hopkins. But you've got Lakin Tomlinson's out there. You've got Teron Armstead's out there. There's plenty of offensive linemen that you can just sign and then draft
0: for your corner gap or draft for – you know, rotations yeah, you 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 gotta protect them. I mean, I have seen somebody on TikTok say, said, "You know, you have a Ferrari, but are you gonna drive a Ferrari without insurance?" And the yeah. Ferrari, that that Ferrari being Joe Burrow. Jake you know, says so,
1: three years, thirty-nine million. I think that is the number that they hey, were talking about. Who cares?
0: It's fifty million.
1: Hey. <laughs> yeah, pay him whatever. And that's what I said on on um, I said that on Twitter too after the Super Bowl. I said, "Okay, you know, you got your sports car. That's Joe Burrow." You got the supercharger. That's Jamar Chase. Now build a fucking garage.
0: Yeah. I use the car now to like, Build
1: a fucking garage. Protect yeah. the
0: guy. Ooh, so we're going to get into free agency actually this coming week. Actually, um, we're going to be back in here this week talking free agency. We kinda wanna hold, yeah, something like that. So we want to hold that off a little bit. But um, let's talk about some of the some of the guys we have going out there. We'll start on the on the Bengals side here. Um, Jesse Bates. Um, Are they fucking it up? Yeah, are the Bengals gonna fuck up Jesse Bates? Are they gonna franchise tag Bates and piss him off? And if they do franchise tag Bates and they can't get a deal done, is he gonna play on it? Is he gonna play on the tag? There's some guys that do not want to play on the tag because they get hurt. You know, now you got a possible fifty million dollar deal that becomes twenty million dollar deal. You know, Bill so, Thomas man. Yeah, so I mean, some guys don't want to play on it, and then you know, and then that can built a, you know, a raft right there in between the, the player and the organization.
1: Yeah, Earl or Thomas played on the franchise tag, snapped his leg, and yeah. flipped his coach off on the way off the field. He's like, yeah. see,
0: dude. Yeah, I remember it. I remember it. So are they fucking up here, Bates? Or?
1: I've said since this whole thing started, there was a lot of talk on Twitter from people that I trust fairly well. I thought a deal was getting done, um, and I thought it was going to come last week or the week before even, but it seems like it's kind of stalled. I know – he took Bengals safety out of his Instagram bio. His Twitter still says they though, last time I checked. Um, but I've said since this started, he's playing in Cincinnati next year. Whether it's on the franchise tag or not, I don't but I, I guess I shouldn't say play. He's not gonna yeah, he's gonna He's gonna be he's gonna have a
0: contract.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or, well if he doesn't sign it, does he have a contract? He's the Bengals will control Jesse Bates rights next season. One way or the other. He's not gonna hit free agency. They're not gonna let some team blow him out of the water with mm-hmm. money. They're going to tag him. They're going to continue to try to work on a long-term deal. I still, my gut still says it gets done. Mm-hmm. But what I'm also saying is it shouldn't take this fucking long. I know he didn't have a great regular season. We were talking about that in the group chat the other day. He didn't have a phenomenal start to the regular season or anything, but he earned everything back in the playoffs. Yeah, playoffs yeah. He earned every bit of that money back in the playoffs because the Bengals do not go to the Super Bowl without Jesse Bates playing defense. Yeah. He had I think he had two picks in the postseason, one in the Super Bowl. Um, he tipped the ball to Von Bell uh, in overtime against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. He made countless other plays. He knocked the ball out from Hunter Renfro on the sideline when it looked like he caught it in a big moment in the, the wild card game. Like Good. That guy made impact plays all season. You have to pay him. I don't know why it's so fucking hard.
0: There's they have, so, to have fucking money. There's, yeah, there's so much money that Cincinnati has, has to spend. And you would think, in my opinion, he's their second best defensive player. I think that the Bengals last year had the signing of the of the year with Trey Hendrickson. Oh yeah. For sure. um, so I think Jesse Bates is the second uh, best player on that defense, and he and he's the he's you know he's like the captain there of the the back end man. He's you like know, the he's everywhere, you know. So you have to get that deal done. You have to pay him, and you don't want to piss him off doing it. Like you don't if you don't plan him, like what's so hard? You have all this money. You've been talking about paying him. You have to pay him. You can't go revert back to the old Cincinnati ways where you're not going to pay your players and think that they're just going to take, you know, the Cincinnati deal, you know, like your A.J. Green and your Geno's and you know, like all of those people did because he's not going to do it. And he, hey, he wants to be paid like a top safety, which he is. He should. He should.
1: And this is the thing, too, that I, I've learned this, right, because I, I keep looking at I, I say the salary cap's a fucking myth, all right? They front-load contracts. They give signing bonuses. They give voidable years. They do all the shit to push the money down the line. And we were over at Austin's house watching fights last night, and Austin had a good idea. He's like, you know what? Just get rid of the cap. The cap is there to keep parity in the league, so your big market teams, yeah, your, right. your L.A. Rams can't go outspend your hometown Bengals. But they're able to do it anyway mm-hmm. because – I learned this, and Zim is a guy that um, a big bingo's guy on Twitter. Zim Hude, I was in a space with him the other night, just you know, talking talking football. Twitter Spaces is kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I was talking to him, and I was like, you know, why don't they just get aggressive? Guaranteed, this money. Guaranteed, this money. I didn't know this. Guaranteed money in NFL contracts has to be put into an escrow account, kind of like a mortgage. So if they say, I'm going to give Jesse Bates $30 million guarantee, they have to put $30 million in an escrow account. And I, I got to thinking, so the guy that Jimmy has owns the Browns. He's yeah. a fucking billionaire from Pilot Flying Yes, I mean,
0: he, he just sold that for a couple more billion. And he ripped people off and shit. But it's
1: cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know he has all that money. Les Snead, the owner of the Rams, has tons of money. Chad Khan, the owner of the Jacks, has tons of money because they're in all of these other business ventures. They mm-hmm. don't care. Right. The owner of the Panthers, I can't remember his name. He doesn't give a fuck, dude. He pays out contracts. He pays coaches. The Bengals don't have that. This is their only income. Mike Brown is Mike Brown because his dad was Paul Brown. So I'm wondering, do they actually not have the cash funds available to put into an escrow account? I still find it hard to believe that they don't because they own a franchise that's worth $2 billion, I think. Yeah. So is it an unwillingness to guarantee like that, or is it – lack of funds because the Carl Lawson Trey Hendrickson debate, it all came down to guaranteed money. Carl Lawson took the guarantees in New York. Looking back at the season, he tears his Achilles he made the right move. He got his money. Hendrickson took a similar deal but less guaranteed money. So I'm starting to wonder is it maybe not as much of a lack of willingness to spend the money or do they just not have it because Mike Brown doesn't have his hand in 10 other things making billions of dollars in end over end.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that thats one that we'll probably never know. I never knew that. Yeah.
1: Like I learned that.
0: Yeah, this offseason.
1: like, okay, so guaranteed money is not just we're going to give you this money every so often. You have to put that money in a separate account, which makes sense. That's better right. agents looking out for players or whatever. But by any means, by any means necessary, you have to have to keep Jesse Bates in Cincinnati for four or five years. Mm-hmm. It, it it cannot happen. He's the only massive signing, you know, free agency wise, I think they're going to have to choose between Larry Ogunjobi and B.J. Hill. It's B.J. Hill for me. I like Larry Ogunjobi. I think he's an awesome dude. He didn't really have a good year if you look back at the numbers. I thought he was having a better year until you brought it up Mm -hmm. because he's a former Brown, so you you know about him. You're like, man, I thought he was having a better year than these numbers said.
0: Yeah. And B.J. Hill had a lot better year. He had,
1: I think, Five and a half sacks in the regular season. He batted and picked that ball from Mahomes in the AFC Championship. He just made a bigger impact. That trade for Billy Price, it happened in late August right at the end of camp. And I was like, what the fuck ever? Who's B.J. Hill? That was one of the most impactful trades of the that was,
0: season. That was one of the best. I cannot remember an offseason that good from the Bengals. That, I mean, if you really think about it, yeah, that trade, yeah. Billy Price, you get B.J. Hill. You go get Trey Hendrickson, who was definitely the signing of every team last year. Yeah. You fucking get Evan McPherson. I mean, everybody laughed at that. No one thought that was a good fifth round pick, especially me. Including me. And you so you get you get probably the only the only kicker probably better than him is Justin Tucker just because he's been doing it a lot longer than the NFL and he's you know, he doesn't miss. Um I mean you just look at it from top to bottom, you're like, and you get Jamar Chase. <laughs> they got Musier
1: and Hilton yeah. for cheaper than William Jackson, who was
0: shit all just, year long. Just Washington a season. great offseason. You you continue to do shit like that, man. You're gonna you're gonna be a problem. They're gonna be a problem anyway. They just gotta fix that that line, you know, is the line gonna get fixed. How are they gonna fix it? Are you gonna spend the money? Are you gonna make some trades? You're gonna go all out like you, you should, because it, you have everything else. Victoria says should have gotten to me.
1: I've already gone down that bridge, but they're right. They should have spent the money. Jake says, I'm the only one who likes the McPherson pick. He's a Florida fan. He shaved his fucking head after they drafted him. (laughs) He put on Twitter, he said, if they draft Evan McPherson, I'll shave my head. That motherfucker did it. Um, So, I mean, uh, they nailed it last year with the defense and the draft picks, and we didn't like the Jamar Chase pick either, but he looks like a top five receiver. Yeah. Um, so, they have to nail it again, but they have to nail it with spending money on the offensive line. There's there's nowhere else to improve. If, you, if the Bengals go out and they put together an average offensive line, I'm talking middle of the pack, yeah. somewhere between 16 and 13,
0: mm-hmm. they're back in the playoffs. They're back in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure we'll touch on this later on down the road, but... They had a lot of luck this season, which every team does. Every, when you fucking make a Super Bowl, you have some kind of luck on your side. I don't care how good you are. Things okay. are going to be difficult. You know, now you, you know, there's a lot more film out there on, you know, Burrow and Chase. And, you know, Burrow's got a whole season under him. And, you know, now the COVID protocols are gone, which fuck the Browns and the Ravens. And, you know, and this is just me being realistic. Can they get back to the playoffs? Absolutely. You know, it's just, it, it's not going to be such, I wouldn't say it was an easy road, but it's not, it, they had it easier this year. Well, yeah, because they got
1: swept by Cleveland. Obviously, they sat the starters the last week, and luck, when you talk about luck, they had their little COVID outbreak that week. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was, it was convenient. It was, it was very convenient. Yeah, okay. yeah, It's just, you know, it's just a lot, of, you know, no injuries. Yeah, um, nobody's a generalized team, which I'm not, you know, whether that's a coaching or However you want to look at it, you know, you're not always going to be that good when it comes to penalties. Um, you know, just a lot of things went their way. But like I said, that you know, that's what happens, um, you know, so it's going to be different. So it's going to be even bigger to hit on these 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 linemen. You, you have to nail these linemen. You got to protect Burrow. You know, you got to be able to run the ball a little bit better down the stretch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You well, know,
0: the coaching has to be better. Keep
1: it in the running back. I know it's on our little ticker. I spelled believe wrong. It's our first episode with them. Sorry, guys. I'm a fucking idiot. Um, but that's the thing. Continue running the ball with the guys doing it. Joe Mixon, 4.6 yards carry in the Super Bowl, and there were four situations in that game where it was third down or fourth down and one yard to go. Mm-hmm. Four of them. Mixon was on the bench every time.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, but, yeah, Cleveland's going to be better. And, I mean, obviously we got sweat, but they're going to beat other teams to make the division race harder. Baltimore's going to be back and pissed at us.
0: And, and not so injured. I mean, didn't do fucked. Yeah, like, yeah. All they, season, Baltimore got they, fucked.
1: They started getting injury Before fucked in the, training camp. Yeah, I mean,
0: Dobbins and Peters. I mean, the whole
1: fucking team just went out. And then they had the, the COVID issues, too. And then, you know, Lamar Jackson hurt his ankle and all that. So, that's why I – there was so much talk before the Super Bowl, like, "Oh, you know, it's okay if we lose; we were supposed to be here." I'm like, "No, oh, dude, fuck that! Everything yeah. fell our way. That does not happen in the NFL very often at all. Everything went the way that we needed it to go. That's why winning that game was so important."
0: Yeah, it's just so hard to get back to the Super Bowl.
1: Rogers has never been back. Rogers is one of the best quarterbacks yeah, ever played football.
0: What was that Super Bowl? What? What number? What was that? the Bowl? Bengals win? Yeah, fifty-six. I mean, fifty-six. I mean. Yeah, I think there's teams like the Browns and every 56 tries at, at the Super Bowl. Or we could talk about before the Super Bowl, but the Bengals—that was their second one they were in. Third, third, the third. The other two were San Fran. So in 56 years, they only got there three times. I mean, so that just tells you how hard yeah. of a game that is to get to. It's you're just not gonna. You don't think the Chiefs are going to get better? You know, you don't think they're going to fix up the defense? You're not a little bit scared of what Josh Allen looked like at the at the end of that season? Oh, I am. I mean, come on, like. These teams are all going to get better. They all lost. You know, the Bengals were the only team, you know, the top team in the AFC. So, now everybody's after the Bengals, you know, and and trying to dethrone them. So, that's what I mean when I say, you know, having a little luck, you know, now everything's out on you. Now let's see. But it all starts with the offensive line. That's where you have to get better. And then there's one other position. You guys probably won't like hearing this. I've been saying it for three years. The Bengals – have to, and maybe we're talking about Gronk here. Have to upgrade that tight end position. They just—I I don't care how much you like Uzama, he's—he just—he's he's inconsistent. Tight ends change the game, man. Uzama is a
1: perfect second tight end. Yeah,
0: he's also a free agent
1: this year, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, Look Drew at Sample, Drew Sample is not your fucking second tight end. Drew Sample is a fucking blocker. He might as well try to be a tackle. Mm-hmm. Gronk now. I don't. I don't think Gronk plays without greedy, but he did say. They had by it. He he actually said, eh, if "I going to be I like that Joey Burrow kid." But it is Uzama, I love Uzama. He's a great locker room guy. He'll have a good game here and there, but he's a second tight end. If he's you, can first first man, if you can bring him in
0: you can You know, you have all this money. You can bring him in and keep him on cheap, but don't make him be primary. The primary tight end.
1: No, you you were saying this Burrow's first year when Zach Ertz was out. Yeah. Jake says, I agree, Chad. I had this discussion on Twitter before. Yeah, it's – we fall in love with players, right? And I know me and you were always like, hey, man, name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back. I would definitely love to see Uzana stick around, but he's not a first tight end. He's a great guy to have on your team. He's a good blocker. He'll go to fucking war for anybody on the team, but he is not a number one dynamic stretch the field Mm -hmm. work the scene tight end. He's
0: just not. He's a great dude. For what he is. I mean, and just and just look at guys that change the way that the game's played. Imagine being the Chiefs and you got to have two people on Travis Kells. And no, or, nobody can cover him. Right. And Or the 49ers, you need two on Kittle. Darren Wallers. I mean, just think about what those guys do for their team.
1: I will say Trey Flowers covered Travis Kells pretty
0: good. There, there's one guy. This is a, this is a good way to move, move us into the next topic or the next player here. There's one guy I don't want in Cincinnati, and that is David and Joku.
1: Hey, he was down we was watching fights last night. He was in Vegas watching
0: watching yeah. Colby and
1: Maskville go at it. So
0: word is the Browns are willing to offer David Njoku double digit money per year. Like Ten million right? A lot of people are laughing at that. What have I been saying for two years?
1: Well, we were talking about this last night with Austin too. I was like, I feel like David Njoku's been the best tight end on the Browns since he got there. and The Browns just haven't known
0: it. He absolutely has. If you're gonna let a tight end walk, let it be Austin Hooper. Yeah,
1: that deal didn't go. That, yeah, that yeah. That yeah,
0: well, and you can. They can save nine nine million this year uh, after the start of the new league. But if you're gonna keep a tight end, pay David Njoku. Give David Njoku Austin Hooper's money. Don't let him go end up going to like a team like Cincinnati or or or, or I just don't want him to leave, period. David Njoku is a stud. In the red zone, he's one of the, the one of the better threats. You know, you can they line him up outside, and throw him jump balls. Cause he's so big, He's got and a really great size. He can get, get in the air. Uh, yeah, so Cleveland
1: will pay him ten million. I said Cincinnati pay him twelve. <laughs> yeah,
0: would you would you would you be willing to do that if you're the Bengals? Would you would you love to have David and Joe here? Yeah, especially
1: if they can make it guaranteed money and make it not hit the cap. Absolutely. You, you I, am not. I don't have a big focus on adding offensive weapons. I'm more you're adding offensive one. Offensive I'm line. telling you, tight end. But if you're going to add one, a tight end is it. It's not another receiver. It's not four wide receivers. It's not – you know, you don't need a another running back. If you're going to add an offensive weapon to try to add that in, a guy like Njoku is prime, prime candidate for that. Yeah. But sign the fucking line first, please. I, I still – every time Burrow got hit all year, I still thought he was going to be fucked up. Yeah, I guess I haven't recovered
0: yet. Yeah, you can't help it. But, but that's about. one
1: thing I'm excited about offseason-wise, and I'll get off the thing we'll move to the Browns. Joe Burrow gets a real offseason now. He got drafted in like the height of COVID where everything yeah. was virtual. He couldn't meet anybody. And then he spent the next offseason rehabbing a destroyed knee. Joe Burrow, he's got the little MCL thing from the Super Bowl, but that's a few weeks. He'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's still – he's going to have to rehab that a little bit.
1: But he's going to be able to focus a lot more on just getting better as a foot yeah. And not rehabbing or or being able to damage him and, and, and yeah. for sure. So that's sure. exciting. So Browns quarterback situation, right? So let's say eighty percent chance Baker's back.
0: Baker's gonna be the starting quarterback for the Browns next year.
1: I think we've kinda of, there was a lot of talk at the end of the year, but I think yeah. we kind
0: of I mean the Browns have said it several times and people still don't want to believe it. it. I don't really wanna believe it because uh I don't know, man. I don't know because you look at Baker last year, not, not, not this year. Yeah. But last year, you know, when they won playoff game and all that, he was. I mean, you're talking. He looked like a top ten quarterback.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This year,
0: it's like you know, and it, every it just looked completely different. But that's been the story of Baker Mayfield.
1: I was he made aware good as a we, rookie. Huh. I was made aware that we had an audio issue. I hope that I fixed it. I'm sorry. Okay.
0: So he's good as rookie year, bad as sophomore year, good as third year, bad as fourth year. It's just been the the story of Baker Mayfield. And you got to cut him a little bit of slack this year because of the torn labrum since week 2. It does change it. I mean, I you know, I've talked to, you know, people who says, "Dude, like it's everything. You you know you're guiding even though it's your opposite shoulder, opposite throwing shoulder. Everything's going this way. Everything this shoulder controls everything." Yeah. Like, and not only that, they're saying not only is it a fucked up injury, but it affected him a million times more than they, they put out there. Like to the point to where it's on the Browns for even playing him, saying it was that bad that he shouldn't even play. And now looking back at it, I'm like, yeah, I mean, because you, at least then you have some hope, you have some hype. And then, you know, cause right now you're just thinking, damn, Baker sucks.
1: Yeah, people only remember the way it looked, and right people, and especially with quarterbacks, people love stats. You know, we're yeah. not, we don't live and die by stats, but like a lot of people, and I know that it affected him, but I don't think Kevin Stefanski did him any favors either. Yeah,
0: that's a weird situation. Nick Chubb,
1: Dearness Johnson, Kareem Hunt. Now I know that they all had their own injury and COVID issues throughout the year, but there were games where you and Austin, you know, we all text back. Why and are forth you not running we were, the ball? Like, what the fuck? Chubb's on the sidelines. Yeah. And it's like, is he trying to make Baker prove it? Do him and Baker have a beef? So he's like, he's hurt. I'm going to drop him back 40 times a game. Or I, I, are they trying to make Baker prove he's the guy? I, I
0: don't know. Unless it's uh, this newer offense. I don't know. I, I really don't have an explanation for why you're not running the football. or But I feel like teams are just, especially with Baker's injury, it was load up the box, stop the run, yeah. make Baker... Beat you with a torn labrum. And why wouldn't that be? That's the game a plan? smart
1: plan as a defensive coordinator. I know that he was hurt, and everybody knows I've never been a huge Baker hater, but I watched a lot more of the Browns this year because scheduling kind of worked out that way. and I, I like to watch division games as close as I can. He was hurt. I get that. But there was a lot of stuff where it was decision making and that's not your shoulder i mean maybe it is maybe he's like i just got to get rid of this ball so i don't get hit and fall on my shoulder and make it work maybe but there was just a lot of decisions where i'm like where the fuck were you going with that ball
0: yeah i mean you just dude you just you just can't kind of like burrow with the line how good can, how good right. can he be and i know yeah. it's you know it's a kind of a com- completely different like conversation how good can he be with the line can it be better than he is was this year it's kind of like that with Baker this year. How how much did the shoulder affect him? Right. Did it affect the decision making to get the ball out? Did it speed up the clock in his head when he had more time? Did, you know, how far did it go? So I, I I mean, it kind of comes back to you can't blame the Browns for being, all right, dude, we didn't give you a contract yet. You're playing on your fifth year option.
1: Yeah.
0: What can you do? You know. I I can't blame them for no, you, for, for you, doing this
1: because we talked about this for so long and I think he's closer to this conversation now than maybe we had thought before. You don't want to get Andy Dalton. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying Baker has 10 times the arm talent. Andy Dalton ever had. I saw Baker hit throws that I know Andy Dalton would never hit, but at the end of the day, the wins, the losses, the performances, they're similar. You have a chance to get Dalton and Mm -hmm. with with a a good roster. And the and line, that's, but that's my thing. The line is so damn good. Nick Chubb is so damn—he's a top five running back. Yeah. Why wasn't he getting the ball when your quarterbacks hurt?
0: Yeah, and see, and that's what people were failing to realize too. Before the season started, everyone—I mean, ev- all the big guys were talking about how this is a top five roster in the NFL. This yeah. roster didn't go anywhere. Yeah, you lost OBJ. You found out you didn't have any fucking receivers. You know, but you still have the same line. You still have all the running backs. The defense is only going to be better. You know, hopefully you can, you know, resign clowny. That's a big one. If not, hopefully find, you know, somebody to fill that void. They finally H- figured Chandler Jones, come on down, please.
1: They finally figured the clowny thing out that the league couldn't figure out like, put his fucking hand in the dirt. Dude, He's not a linebacker.
0: Why would he want to go anywhere else? Yeah, it was perfect. If for the him. Browns are going to offer you 10 million, why wouldn't you stay there and continue to build that? I don't
1: Yeah, because you have Garrett on the other side.
0: Exactly. You're not going to get that anywhere else.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't see why he would leave, honestly. But I, I I don't know, man. When when I look at the Browns, it's hard to everybody's like, oh, everybody had to deal with COVID. Well, yes and no. The Bengals had to deal with it, but they didn't it didn't affect their season at all. It affected a game that they were starting Brandon Allen at. Joe Burrow didn't even go to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to look at the Browns year and not think that they probably have even with Baker being hurt, they probably have four or five more wins.
0: Oh, I mean, you're without talking, co- without
1: the COVID issue, they. I mean, they uh, maybe three. Yeah, they, I, I mean, feel like they had three. Games I'm not going to act it, really. like the Browns
0: were a good team last year. But just they weren't. They were just depleted with injuries and COVID. I mean, some bad decision decision making. What's going on with fucking Stefanski and Baker? There was a lot. There was a lot of. Bad shit, but the Browns definitely led the league in losses by six points or less. Oh I think yeah, it was like five or six games they lost and by six points or less.
1: There's a couple of them. Like they played, they sat Baker the Denver game, but they they won that game running the ball. But the the Raiders game, they had a lot of COVID issues. They lost by like one.
0: Yeah, oh well, yeah, yeah, without right? I mean, like without everybody. Yeah, with a third string quarterback, and
1: so that's you know as a Bengals fan, I look at that and I'm like, all right. They have to be ready for Cleveland to be better, to beat other AFC teams and make the playoff race tighter. I can't say that Cleveland being better is going to hurt in the battle of Ohio because, well, we fucking got swept last year. And the one game where it was our best versus your best, you guys beat us by like 30. So yeah, I'm not saying that, you know, that that's already going to be hard for the Bengals, but they're going to win games against other teams. Like, like, like the Raiders who I think healthy, they would have beaten or, you know the the Pittsburgh game, like a healthy Browns team, team yeah, would yeah. beat that Steelers team right. twice. Yeah, so it's 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 you know that looking at it as a Bengals fan, I'm like all right, so that's why we got to reload because if Clowney comes back, cool. Regardless, Miles Garrett's gonna fucking be there, and Miles yeah, Garrett's yeah. gonna be Miles Garrett. So. You you gotta be ready, and and the whole of Pittsburgh found a way to stay in it. They made the fucking playoffs. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. I mean, they got fucking stomped. like everyone knew they would, but still. They
1: they they, they, they but they always find a way to stick around. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me a bit if they draft Kenny Pickett and somehow he's the next better. Or fucking or,
0: somehow they end up with Aaron Rodgers with or his tiny hands, Deshaun Watson or somebody. I mean, it just wouldn't surprise me. That's just good organizations aren't down for long, and that's probably a down year for Pittsburgh. And they made the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, so it's crazy. So the last free agent, you know, want to talk about here on the Browns? Well, he's not even a free agent, but the Browns have to make a decision on on the guy who, in my opinion, changed the culture of the team, and that's Jarvis Juice Landry.
1: Oh yeah, there's been some, he he had a, a a Twitter rant there for a little bit.
0: Sixteen million to keep him. Sixteen million to keep Jarvis Landry, the guy that, like I said, you changed the culture there.
1: He's not restructuring. I think he's made no, that clear. No.
0: So, and I think it's maybe his way of saying maybe he wants out. I, I don't know. He he didn't have a great season. A se- great season. He played with a uh, sprained MCL. That's why, you know, I was talking about the MCL damage, you know, so much.
1: And that's where I wondered if he was taking shots at Baker. And you said he didn't think he was because he's like, I played hurt and you didn't hear a word about it. I'm
0: like, is that a shot at old
1: Baker? Mm, I don't know. Is that a shot
0: at six? I mean, because he was out a couple of games. But that's why I didn't. I don't know. I I didn't take that from it. Um, but here's here's what I can tell you about Jarvis. I'm not paying him sixteen million dollars. No, I love Jarvis. But here's so here's what I would ask the people: like, no, you got to pay him. Would you pay Tyler Boyd sixteen million?
1: No, I struggle right now with paying him ten.
0: And I yeah. love Tyler Boyd. Yeah. And I mean, they're they're if you're going to compare somebody, they're very the slot similar, and on yeah. that. I, you know, that's my comparison. Especially you know with you being a Bengals fan, you're not going to pay Tyler Boyd sixteen million.
1: Yeah, definitely not.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, who's at my front door, dude? What in the world is going on? We record this at my house, obviously. Um, <laughs> I'm just not going to answer it. I don't know. Uh, I got guns in here, so we're good. Um, so if you heard that, we Sorry. record this by my front door. This is my little man cave area, my office, game room, all that. Um, what the fuck were we saying? That I'm talking about paying
0: off. paying Jarvis sixteen million dollars. You
1: can't. He, he the the. the the production just wasn't there, and I, if I'm not mistaken, he didn't have a great year the year before, right?
0: He's always been, you know, he's always going, to, he's always going to get you multiple catch, you know, a lot of catches.
1: Hit one touchdown this year though, right? Right.
0: Well, yeah. Well, I mean, none of the receivers fucking scored any points. Um, Donovan
1: Peoples Jones did. Yeah. On Eli Apple.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so the Browns got a, a lot of decisions to make when it comes to the receivers. I mean, they got to face. You know, I want them. If you're going to pay sixteen million. I say go out here and try and I want him to trade for Calvin Ridley.
1: Calvin, he's
0: I know his head's all fucked up. And if you can't get Ridley, go get Chris Godwin and it, then draft Garrett Wilson.
1: Is his head fucked up, or did he just the not want right, to play for the Falcons? It's crazy. Ben Simmons' mental illness went completely away when he got traded to Brooklyn. That's true. In the NBA, that's true. So I I, I kind of wondered that. And I, I don't want to make light of mental health or anything. I know that you know you can get in your head and it can get dark. Um, I don't want to take it there, but just sometimes I think. That gets used as a tool, and I don't like it because it takes away from the people that really struggle with it, like Kevin Love, who was a big advocate for it. But what about Amari Cooper? Dallas going to cut him?
0: Yeah, I think they're going to try. I mean, he's up there. I mean, my my order would be Ridley, Godwin, uh,
1: Godwin off the torn ACL though. Yeah.
0: He's true, Jesus, he's fucking. He's good. a true number one. He's fucking good. Those 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 to me are you all right, Now we have our number one receiver.
1: Right, Godwin yeah. or
0: Ridley. I'd put Cooper right there, and with Mike Williams, which Mike Williams looks like he might get franchise tag. But
1: I would it'd be right
0: there be in, that in that little second tier for me.
1: Yeah, there's it's it's actually like you had said on on Twitter between the draft and and free agency, it's a good year to need receivers. Um, you got Alave Wilson. Who's that guy that ran like Burke,
0: a- Burks, Traylon Burks.
1: Almost beat John Ross's record. Don't get oh no, you're talking about the
0: kid from Baylor.
1: Don't get yourself a John
0: Ross. (laughs) We already got one, and Anthony Schwartz. We already got a burner.
1: So I mean, they're you would have to think they're going to attack that in free agency. Oh yeah, and it's it's
0: just a great year to do it. uh, Thankfully,
1: yeah, thankfully it's a good year to need. And that's kind of like with the Bengals; it's a good year to need offensive linemen because there's good, veteran linemen out there.
0: Yep.
1: So what what are your thoughts on? So I know. Are are you back in on Joe Woods? Because when we were locker room talk uncut, you had you had a few times where you were like, I don't like Joe Woods. Did he did he it, change it, it your gelled mind? Gelled
0: together. Year? It started jelling together with time. Kind of like who um, in, in yeah. Cincinnati. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with him. You know, if that's what we're doing, I think they should have been all over I think a bunch of teams should have been all over Brian Flores. How get, he's a, a fucking linebackers coach. It's, it's crazy how Pittsburgh stole him.
1: He should not be a linebackers coach.
0: See, it's so it's so easy to hate on Pittsburgh because they can always do good things.
1: Yeah, like like you know what he's gonna do to their blitz packages.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, they're gonna get better, and they're already fucking good.
0: I want to see him when he walks in the room, and Minka Fitzpatrick stand there though.
1: Yeah, I didn't think about that. Minka yeah. fucking hated that guy. That's why oh, he yeah. left Miami. I didn't think about that at all. So that that's I don't know, man. It's I was really like sad when football ended, you know, I'm like it's over, this sucks. But then it's like, man, it's a quick turnaround because we love free agency. Oh yeah. We love it's coming up,
0: man. The sixteenth. The sixteenth.
1: And that is but I think the tampering days two, two before days that. Before yeah. That. So, be so all the good that stuff Monday will be a couple of days 14th, before. Yeah. I think it is that Monday. And uh Victoria's probably excited because the sixteenth is the day it officially opens, and that's our uh, four year anniversary. She was like, Oh, so it's gonna be a football day. I was like, Well, it might.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll go do dinner and I'll be on my phone.
1: Yeah, are we signing fucking Jensen or not? But I think we'll know a couple days before. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then the big ones at least.
1: Yeah, the yeah, the main guys. The the guys like I would like the Bengals to sign. Yeah. Cause like Teron Armstead, monster at left tackle.
0: God, he's gonna get so much money.
1: Kick him over to um, kick him over to left tackle, put Jonah at right tackle. <laughs> um Gil Brandt did an article. I actually wrote an article on it uh, last week for Cincy Jungle that had... Um, I Dude, I wrote the article about it. I can't remember his fucking name.
0: <laughs> it
1: was a guard from Tampa. Alex Kappa. It's Alex Kappa. He thinks Alex Kappa goes to Cincinnati too. Could they pull a Jensen Kappa two for one?
0: And then maybe get Gronk?
1: Because... Fuck yeah, dude. Let's just take all the bucks. I didn't think about <laughs> hey, bring that.
0: Bring Brady, right? <laughs> because,
1: Yeah, hey, hey, five ones is what they said. Uh, Bruce Arian said, if Tom Brady wants to go play somewhere else, they're going to have to give us five ones for his contract rights. <laughs> um, but I'm thinking Quentin Spain. Like Quentin Spain, he's solid. I think Kappa's an upgrade. A lot of people have been saying Brandon Scherf. Kappa's younger, better. Um, so I, I do that. So there's We're going to have the free agency high or low. Mm-hmm. We have me and you are both very, very guilty of having Twitter meltdowns when the first day of free agency doesn't oh, go our yeah. way. Oh, I yeah. remember we used to work together. Why the fuck, weren't
0: we in on that guy?
1: We used to work together, and Chad's like, "I'm not watching this fucking team. I don't care." And I was at Chad's house when the Bengals got beat by the Browns by thirty, and I was just like depressed i was like why do i even watch this shit i'm not even gonna do this anymore what the fuck? <laughs> it, it hits us that hard yeah so we'll have the high or low after free agency and then we're gonna kind of get right into draft season i personally hope the Bengals aren't using their first or second round pick i think they could also use that to trade for a good offensive lineman you got the saints that unless you
0: and that well unless you sign sign your line in free agency and then you know pick 31 there and you got a stud tied in or yeah D tackle or you know whatever you might need a
1: little bit. One one thing the Bengals do need to address on the defensive side of the ball is a three technique especially if Joby doesn't come back. Uh, I think they're you know DJ Reader's your nose tackle he's going to stuff a run he's DJ reader has been worth every dollar that they paid him but they they need that three technique or they need to uh, figure out a package to to kick like a like a Sam Hubbard inside on passing downs. And everybody's like, oh, well, Joseph Osai will be back. And he was, you know, one of the best rated rookies in the preseason. I, I'm not counting on Joseph Osai because he had a good preseason. Right. As a it's rookie. all, that's all, extra. it's the preseason. So, you know, maybe they can tackle there, but I, I can't think about anything but extend Jesse Bates, sign an offensive line. If they do those, just those two things, I'm going to be happy going into mm-hmm. the offseason. The Browns will be kind of, I think they'll be players, in get, get,
0: get playmakers. They're sure in up the defensive line a little bit. That that's what the Browns got to do. Receivers, defensive line.
1: But they're going to have the money to play with because Haslam's fucking rich, so he can he can guarantee money. But um, I watch Pat McAfee every day. Love it. Um, hey Pat, you want to sign us? We're in. Um, but <laughs> he they, they they put a graphic on the screen the other day that said um the top ten teams in cap space. I don't remember where Cleveland was, but they're in the top ten. So oh yeah, they they've got the and, money. And you got to think
0: if if you know. if word is Jarvis is gone there's another 16 million
1: yeah so they they're, they're going to be players in, in in the whole market so we're going to we're going to probably dive into that here in a couple days we we uh, wanted to bring this back on on a Sunday i felt like that'd be a good day for people if they wanted to tune in live to kind of get their football fix but we'll, we'll dive in here again in the in a few days on maybe more of a, a calculated free agency. Yeah. Maybe. A, yeah. A, a free. Deeper.
0: And you know, they can, you know, the audience can tune in, you know, tell us who you guys would like to see the bingles, the Brown sign. One um, thing
1: we are going to do is be more consistent. We, we, we might not do full hours, you know, every week or even, but we're going to try to get here at least every other week. We got, we got the, the, the believe partnership that we're working with. We're also, um, I'm working on some stuff. We're sponsored. As you can see on our logo by Walker Toyota, right down the street place I used to work at. I actually helped them get Icky Woods for a commercial. Fucking Twitter, man. It's the guy, nice. the guy that owns the dealership texted me, he's like, Hey man, you think you can get in touch with Eddie Icky Woods? I was like, I got you. I think I'm gonna meet Icky Woods on Friday. That's dope. I think I'm gonna go watch him shoot a commercial. I might sneak into the commercial.
0: That's dope. Put our stickers
1: on the cars or something.
0: But you got a jersey you can sign?
1: Uh I got the signed Icky Woods jersey hanging right there, already signed, but I do have an Icky Woods jersey that I could wear. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we got some cool stuff working out. We got some cool partnerships that I think are going to help us But we do need your help. I didn't know how important this shit was when we started We just started doing this for fun If you can subscribe to us on youtube like our facebook page if you're seeing it Wherever you listen to podcasts if you just listen to us and you don't watch us subscribe to us help us out a little bit We we might be able to do something kind of cool with this and I don't think we're doing this to get rich or anything, but if we can make a couple bucks, we'll probably just put it back into this and give shit away. Yep. So um, if you guys could do that, we'd appreciate it. Uh, we're trying to, you know, we, we're focusing more on the Bengals and Browns. We'll probably still touch on some other stuff here and there, but Locker Room Talk Uncut was a very long name. Battle of Ohio is a little bit cooler. I thought that there was no other Battle of Ohio's. Is there one? I looked, there's one, and the guy, like, shit on me on Twitter.
0: Oh shit. He was
1: like, Oh, battle of oh, the let's see how it is. And I went to their page I'm like, dog, you have 14 followers.
0: <laughs> it's not
1: like I stole something big. I'm not trying to fucking steal the recipe for Pepsi. But um, so I don't remember his name, but fuck you, buddy. Um, am I allowed to say that now that we we're sponsored and all that? I don't know. Yeah, we'll be all right. They knew what we were. I told them who we were before we did it. I was like, Hey. This is who we are. So we've we've uh, we've had some fun, kind of reinventing things. Got a new setup in my my new house, all that good stuff. So things are are coming along. If you could support us, share it, tell your friends about it. Any Bengals Browns fans you know, you guys want to come on the show, talk to us. We're obviously always down for that. Um, so that's really kind of all we got today, right? You got yeah. anything else?
0: No, that's it. We we'll get ready for uh, next week and. I'll have a big, long list in here and who I think the Browns should should go after.
1: Yeah, I'll do a free agency deep dive here in the next couple days and really kind of look into things. I think I've got my line figured out, but I'll try to come up with maybe who I want my opening day line to be after the free agency period because I am out on drafting. Don't fucking draft them. (laughs) Don't fucking draft it, guys. You guys are not good enough at it. So we will see you uh, here in a few days. Thank you for tuning in to the Battle of Ohio podcast. Facebook, if you see this, change our fucking page name, please. I've been trying to change that thing for two for a weeks. While. We're still Locker Room Talk Uncut on Facebook, and I don't understand every other day it lets me submit the request, but it never says yes or no. So please do that for us. We will uh, be back. We look forward to hanging out with you guys. Um, one day this this week, one evening this week, we'll figure out exactly when. Thanks for tuning in. Who day? You going to bark or anything?
0: No, no bark.
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Battle of Ohio podcast on Believe. Tune in next week for whatever these two dumbasses come up with next. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host
0: by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V
1: on YouTube.